You're listening to A Little Bit Better, a podcast where we talk about how breaking goals into small steps can lead to big results. Here we'll examine the cause and effects of our thoughts, our actions, and inactions, and how they influence how we live our lives. I'm your host, Chris Swale, a life and health coach. Let's get started. Hey, it's Chris. Welcome back to A Little Bit Better, the podcast. So we are going to continue talking about women's health, in particular, perimenopause. The last episode, we spoke about what menopause is, what perimenopause is, and what postmenopause is. And I shared some personal stories of mine, some of my experiences, a little bit embarrassing and a lot frustrating. And we talked about some of the symptoms so the, or the indications such as hot flashes, which are you know the stereotypical ones people think of when they think of menopause, but also the list unfortunately is quite long. And so we talked about things like hair loss and thinning, extra or increase in wrinkles and troubles with managing emotions and all that sort of stuff. So today we're going to talk about hormones and this is hormones is the driver, the reason why we end up experiencing all these other things. So let's just do an overview and a reminder about what a hormone is. Hormones are chemical messengers that tell our body what to do. So they tell bones and tissues to grow and repair. They control body temperature and appetite, and they they control fat storage, and they also affect the brain, the heart, the skin, and so many other body systems. And this is why when the hormones go, our hormones go into flux, it really can take a toll on us both physically and mentally or emotionally. We're going to talk today, and I'm going to try not to overload you too much with this stuff, so we're trying to do a high level. I mean, if anything you want to go deeper in, please reach out to me if you want more information or if you really want to go like deep into the science bit. So let's just talk about estrogen. So there are three types of estrogen, and we'll just call them E1, E2, and E3 because it's easier. So E3 is produced solely during pregnancy, so we don't need to worry about that, and it does its job while you're growing a baby. So it is separate from what we're talking about today. So we're going to talk a lot about E2, which is the main form of estrogen that women have in their bodies throughout their beginning of their lives and their reproductive years. And this is the the hormone specifically that plummets and flatlines and causes this chaos in our bodies. And after, once we hit menopause, then we have more E1 and it's a weaker form of the E2 estrogen. And so that's why we do not go back to our pre-menopause state. And that's why we're talking about all this stuff and all these changes that happen because E1 isn't strong enough to do what E2 does. So estrogen is the has the lead role in female hormones. And we also have testosterone and we also have progesterone. And we'll talk a little bit about those as well. But it's estrogen's the leading role. It's the the main player and it does so many things. We have hormone receptors on almost every organ in our bodies and so estrogen greatly influences all these things with its messages and that's why we can experience all sorts of wild symptoms or and sometimes suffer. Knowing that 
information can really help you figure out how to manage your own symptoms if you are experiencing any any of them. Because there are things you can do. I think I mentioned last time, you don't need to suffer. So learning about it is the best tool that you can have so that you can make the right choices to make yourself comfortable and feel good within your body. Okay, so estrogen E2, it influences muscles, their structure, their strength. And so when that diminishes, you lose muscle mass. And a lot of people do find that they lose their muscle mass. They don't feel as fast as they were. They don't feel as strong as they were. And it just, it can feel like it happens overnight without warning. And if you have a regular exercise routine, it can be really baffling because you're like, I don't get it. How am I all of a sudden not able to do things that I did before? You know, whether it's like your cardio, your endurance, or lifting weights, whatever it happens to be. E2 also helps in building bone density. And this is a really big one. It helps with calcium absorption. And so if your bones are all of a sudden not getting the calcium that you need and the density that you need, that's when they become brittle. And so it can lead to things like osteoporosis or just more chances of bone injury. So E2 also supports in mitochondria functioning and its role is to help clear out free radicals and free radicals appear when you're doing like cardio type of exercise. And this is also why sleep is really important always, but especially through the perimenopause and menopause years, because sleep is when a lot of the free radicals are being cleared away as well. And so without the estrogen, These free radicals can get a little bit out of hand in our body and that can lead to a bunch of the symptoms that happen. So estrogen can be anti-inflammatory or promote inflammation. And this is where E1 comes into a little bit because E1, this is one that we get predominantly after menopause and it can promote inflammation, whereas E2 is anti-inflammatory. And so when they're out of balance, your system can have what's called systematic inflammation. And this is when you might feel joint pain, you might feel gut issues, and you might even just have puffiness and feel like you're really retaining fluids. And this imbalance of the E2 and the E1 is where that comes into play. Estrogen also regulates insulin and glucose activity. It regulates the hunger hormones. And so what happens is when your estrogen level, E2 levels drop, there's a hormone called ghrelin, which is the one that tells you when you're hungry. And that is now no longer in check. So that's why you may feel like you're hungry at strange times or more often. And a lot of times you're not actually hungry. It's just that hormone that's going, hey, look at me. Nobody's regulating me, so feed me. A tip that you can use if you're experiencing that is to have a drink of water when you feel hungry if it's at a time that you don't normally feel hungry. Now, you do not want to starve yourself. It is really important to get the nutrients you need. So also make sure that when you eat, you're trying to have nutrient-rich meals and obviously try to reduce the uh, processed sugars there that you're consuming and try not to eat after 8 p.m. This will also help. But again, if that hormone is like, hey, I'm hungry, try having tea or water and that may satisfy that hunger hormone. Okay, so what else on our list? 
Oh, this is a biggie too. So estrogen helps in managing moods. This is where the feeling like you can't control your emotions comes in. Feelings of being unloved, feelings of anxiety, irritability. So this is the sort of reason why all of a sudden we have this onslaught of emotional struggles and challenges. Estrogen helps increase serotonin production, the density and its activity, and it prevents it from breaking down. So when we no longer have the serotonin levels that we used to, we can then start to have feelings of depression. And that's a big, big deal. So if you are ever experiencing that, please reach out to friends, to family members, and to your doctor. It's a big deal. It's real. And you can get the support you need. Okay, so what else? Let's see. Uh, Estrogen also helps control the cortisol stress hormone. So this is where anxiety comes. When cortisol is high in our system, we are in the fight system in our nervous system instead of the relax and digest part of our system. So our automatic nervous system has to, it's like a a switch, pretend it's a light switch. And so you're in a state of stress that's called the sympathetic nervous system is turned on. And that is when you are feeling anxious, panicky, and very tense. And so when you're in that system, your other body systems will not really function because it's saving and it's kind of preserving your energy and it thinks, oh my gosh, is there a line here? Panic, stop digestion is one of the big ones. So when you stop digestion, you really do feel like you have just a lump of food in in your stomach or your gut and it's because you do. And it can also make digestion less effective. So you may not be breaking down those foods as effectively as you otherwise would if you were in the parasympathetic nervous system state where you're feeling rested and relaxed. And that's when your body is in optimal shape to be able to digest the foods at all, just to simply digest them, but also to be able to break them down and use them efficiently and properly and put and send them to the other cells, uh, systems and organs being in this elevated state of cortisol running through your body can lead to things like weight gain as well. We've got estrogen E2 helps regulate blood pressure. And so this, again, another biggie here, without it, your blood pressure can rise and this can increase risks of heart disease. And it can make your heart rate higher than it used to be during exercise. And you can also feel heart palpitations. And again, this is a big one. If you are experiencing these things, please go and speak with your doctor because women, especially if they are obese, are at a higher risk of a cardiovascular health event in these menopausal and postmenopausal years. So just make sure that you are checking in with your doctor if you're experiencing uh, rapid heartbeats, heart palpitations, or you're aware that that it just things feel different or not right in your cardiovascular functioning. E2 also helps regulate body temperature. And this is, of course, the hot flashes. So when estrogen levels are plummeting, or in fact, during menopause, they also they can surge. So they're just this crazy yo-yo. And that can lead to these hot flashes where all of a sudden your whole body just heats up. It is honestly, it's awful. And I really hope you don't experience them if you don't. Not every woman does. But this is because of estrogen fluctuating. Oh, okay. So estrogen also helps with vaginal comfort. So it helps uh, stimulate tissue growth to maintain the thickness of the vaginal lining, as well as to keep it 
moist. So when it declines, the vaginal walls thin and they become drier and that can make sex painful. It can even make things like sitting on a bicycle seat or a hard surface painful. So you don't have to be suffering. There are things you can do. There are vaginal lotions, sometimes taking estrogen or hormones prescribed by your doctor, of course, can help with this. Lube can help, of course, during sex. There's also vaginal creams that will, um, they stay for longer. Uh, Lube helps during sex for a moment, but it doesn't help beyond that. But these lotions can last for up to three days, apparently. And another thing to note is that some people use you can Google this, and again, this is why I say you should always check in with your doctor, that some people report that they use coconut oil, but do not use that because it can throw the the healthy bacteria levels off. So you really want to be very careful before you're putting anything in or around your vaginal area. So again, always talk to your doctor, even check with their creams because you want to make sure that the creams don't have anything in them that could interact or disrupt anything that you're taking if you are taking other hormones or medications even so just always check with your daughter but your doctor your doctor but there what i'm saying is there are options out there for you to not be in such discomfort so that is a general kind of overview on estrogen and so you can see why when we're in perimenopause all these seemingly crazy symptoms happen and they feel like they happen overnight because our hormones can just go in flux really quite rapidly and it's normal meaning we go through it it is part of how we go through the menopause journey but we don't have to suffer so We will be talking about remedies. I I did give a few here, but we'll talk more in depth about remedies in a future episode. So let's just quickly touch on progesterone. It is their right-hand woman to estrogen, and it helps keep estrogen in check. It does decline as well. However, our brains also make progesterone, so it doesn't fully leave us the way that E2 does. We will still have some levels of progesterone that our body makes itself after in postmenopause. Progesterone increases the connective tissue stability, so it counterbalances with estrogen. So estrogen can relax and loosen tendons and ligaments, and progesterone helps them stay stronger and stable. It also does help your brain regulate emotions and behaviors by producing calm anti-anxiety sensations, and it helps with memory function. So if that's declining a lot, this may be when the brain fog kicks in for you. But the good news is that apparently brain fog is the worst in about your midpoint in your menopause journey and that then it actually does dissipate on its own and this is what women report that they feel clearer again after it just for some reason just in that middle part of the journey the menopausal journey it seems to be at a height progesterone also helps provide pain relief your pain tolerance is actually higher during your cycle your menstrual cycle when your progesterone levels are highest and i should mention progesterone isn't it's not an even amount in your body all the time. It's always in flexes, but in a regulated way during your menstrual cycle. And so that's why uh, at a specific time in your cycle, you actually do have a higher pain tolerance. Okay, so what else? Progesterone helps build bones along with estrogen. And it also helps with heart rate variability. So when it's decreased, you are more prone to being in stress mode um, in that fight or flight the sympathetic nervous system rather than rest and digest mode, which is the parasympathetic nervous system. And that's the ideal state, the state you want to be in. 
So progesterone also does quell inflammation. It can inhibit inflammatory responses in your immune system. So this is also why some of these symptoms show up because our body, when the hormones are declining, our body almost feels like it is being attacked and so it can go into attack mode. Progesterone also helps maintain body temperature. So this, again, is related to the hot flashes. And then testosterone. Yes, women have some as well. We have much less than men and it works a little bit differently, but it's really still quite important. It does work with estrogen and progesterone to maintain healthy bones and muscles, and it helps with sex drive. It is really critical for brain health, and it does not diminish during menopause the way that progesterone and estrogen does. And so it's staying the same, but the estrogen and progesterone drop. So you can see that that causes an imbalance and it can cause things like unwanted and coarse facial hair. But testosterone is not bad. Again, it's very, very critical for brain health. It's just that it can cause some unwanted symptoms, but it does not mean it's bad. In fact, some women do end up taking testosterone. So I hope that wasn't too much. We won't go further today because I know it is kind of a lot and I'm throwing all this stuff at you and I really don't want to send you into panic mode. This again, this is knowledge so that you can find the support that you need and the types of things you can do to counter any ill effects that you're feeling. And I just truly believe that when you know and you understand why these things are happening, you will feel a lot less anxious and scared about it, even though it it does sound pretty scary. I get it. Having all our systems feel negatively impacted is kind of crappy, but we'll continue on this journey in this women's series and you'll learn more about things you can do to try to offset or counterbalance the the negative impacts and create actual healthier state that your body can be in. Again, as always, please reach out if you have any questions, especially about this stuff. I know I was kind of stumbling a little bit with it. It is very technical and I'm trying to figure out how to not overload you with too sciencey type terms and and such and again not make it sound too scary but it's a real thing it's important to learn the stuff to understand it so that we can move through the menopause state in as healthy way mentally and physically as possible because that will make life a little bit better probably a whole lot better truthfully thanks for listening and we will see you in the next one Thanks for listening to A Little Bit Better. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find this podcast. Subscribe to A Little Bit Better so you never miss an episode. Share it with friends and family. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at This Is A Little Bit Better or find me online at a littlebitbetter.ca. I'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like information about coaching with me, please reach out. I am Chris Swale. I'm excited to connect again soon. So until next time, have fun being a little bit better.